Great. Do you ever just want to be the background of a rap song? <laughs> like, just what would your thing be? Like, new shit, new shit. Like, that's all you got to do. <laughs> oh, you mean the verbal? No, like, yeah, there's got to be something you add into a rap song that, like, is yours, right? Like, just that noise, yeah, like, that sound? Yeah, that well, well, like, I think it's a riot that, like, that's all you got to do. Like, you just got to be the, the you, groupie that's like, scoot-doop. <laughs> and that's it. Yeah, that's it. New shit. You hear me on that song? I was the guy that went, scoot The greatest. <laughs> Like just, I just want to have a part that like that's all I do. I thought you meant like in a rap video. No, well, I mean that would be cool too. But I'm I mean, no, I want that. you. Yeah, exactly. We wouldn't. We wouldn't last ten minutes out there. No, nope. without getting sunburned. But um, <laughs> I just, you know, every time I hear that song, I'm like, man, what, what would my my noise be? What would my tag be? I don't know. I don't know. I'll have to think Figure about that out. That. Yeah, let me you work can, on that. We can mix it in. Let me work on that. So anyway, we're not uh, we're not DMX's background music. We are the Tradesman Confidential here today, and I am Josh Brandt and Greg Giro. Greg Garak. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's my new name for you. Yep, great. I can't wait. One of these days, man, you're gonna screw it up, and I'll be here. <laughs> Sorry, we got a little different show tonight. Not uh, what we usually do, but um, let's do a little read and react, Greg. You ever you ever heard some of these read and react sessions with some people and they, I have, you know pick and some things? They're usually and just talk the about most it. entertaining. They usually are, but it's you know what I I got to be honest with everyone. It's hard to find like fun headlines in construction to talk about. I'm trying. All it's right, nobody talks about it besides well, construction right, people. Right. Well, usually they only talk about a couple things. Right. They either talk about a new project being over budget and costing taxpayers money, or somebody died. I mean, that's usually about it. Yeah, that's, that's about yeah, all that's you get. Pretty typical. Yeah, so it's like, all right, I tried finding some things to talk about. It's not easy, so we're, we're gonna give it a whirl. Let's see what happens. You know, maybe it's a dumpster fire, maybe it's a wet fart. We'll see what comes <laughs> out of it. I don't know. Maybe both. Yeah, maybe we shit our pants. I don't know. You never know what you're gonna get. But uh, so let's start with this one, and it's a local topic, but I think it's probably relative across the country, and maybe even Australia to our two listeners over there. Boston construction sites still have very few black workers. That that's the headline. That's the headline. Really, Boston construction sites. Now you know, at least in our area, construction's been booming forever. I mean, there's cranes everywhere. Uh, out it's, of control. It's out of control. There's, I don't even know how many cranes, T cranes are up in the skyline of Boston right now. Still, I mean, we're like going ten years. They're of almost this. uncountable. Yeah, it's it's been crazy. So it's like, all right, you're thinking, all right, it's booming time probably taking anywhere and anyone we can get to help with that right so what what the um what we're finding is that even today 70% white 9% black 12% hispanic and basically that's your demographic of the area's construction workers me. right wow so now although the white population in construction is decreasing over the years and but what's weird about it is the black rates have stayed stagnant since the 80s. It's since been the same since Literally, the 80s. it's been a, like a point or two, you know, up or down or pretty stagnant. So basically, there's been very little growth. And the in, whites down how much? In 40 years almost. Um, the whites have only gone down a little bit. Like we're talking, you know, f- three, four, five percent. But what's weird is the Hispanics have come up. But again, the black population has stayed exactly where it's been. Interesting. For 40 years. Why? Right? Why? That's a really good question. 
So I, I, I don't know. Well, I mean, I think we're going to have to speculate a little bit because I wouldn't say we are the, uh, you know, experts on race demographics in the area. <laughs> in construction? By, by any means. But I think there's, you know, some things that maybe we can glean from that. I don't know. So l- l- let's chat a little bit about it. I mean, what's your gut reaction to what that the reasoning is? Knowing you know the area, you're born, raised here, you, you know the area well enough, you know? I mean, we're a little outside the Boston market. We're not like right in the heart of Boston, but I mean, we, we know it. I mean, first, just thinking numbers wise, I would say just because the percentage is so low that fluctuating a point on 7% is a lot more than a point on 70%. Yeah. So I would think, to me, I would expect them to move the same. I would expect well, all of them to kind of move well, the same. you would think, right? And I know we're, we're having challenges of reductions in people in the trades, right? We know that. Um, but, and you're right on your point of the stagnant point of, um, you know, what percentage of actual population in the area is black and Hispanic and white. I'm sure it's relative to the numbers we're seeing here to a certain extent, but it still doesn't explain why only the Hispanic side is increasing year after year after year and taking the, the reduction of the, the white population. But why are, why is the black community not filling that void like the Hispanics, you know, seem to be i i, I would I say that has to do with demographic just if yeah. if the black communities aren't growing or shrinking if they're staying the same then you're yielding the same percentage of people that are getting into construction i guess i i don't know yeah i mean the, the article goes on to kind of the gist of it was that systematic racism is still to blame still really? to blame to this day i i can tell you yeah. firsthand that i on a construction site i don't care what color or race you are right i'd say major you know let's and, say 99 uh, of the people we work with on a day-to-day basis would in give, massachusetts would care yeah could care could less care less about what you look so like that, are you doing your job to me that's, <laughs> that's false it. that's a false statement yeah. in that article because i i don't think race has anything to do with it I well mean, i, I the, yeah the black people bust balls the white people and vice versa it's the same right. equal right. and everybody it, there's no no i don't think there's a racial divide there as far as construction is concerned in New England, never mind just Massachusetts. That's my opinion. And again, not really an opinion. I see it firsthand. Yeah, yeah. And I think, honestly, here's the hard part. I think just because you and I don't see it doesn't mean it's not happening. Of course it's happening. And so here's the thing. 80 to 90% of elevator, crane, glass and glazing, unions, and non-union people are white. 80 to 90%. Wow. And guess what? Those are also three of the highest paying jobs in uh-huh. the industry, especially the elevators union. They are very, very tight nipped and very, very, let's call it powerful for lack of a better term. But like they, they've got a pretty good got tight hold yeah. on, oh, yeah. on the area. Right. So when you look at it that way, you start going, well, oh, maybe that racism thing might be from a little bit. Yeah, you maybe know? from a higher Political level. I mean, well, that's what you I'm know, getting at. A, a lot of these, these bigger that like the, those union companies, the, the elevator unions and all that, it's like you said, it's tied up. It's pretty tight. Um, so maybe I could see a little bit being politics there. Yeah. I think there's some of that. I mean, you're dealing with, again, you're dealing with culture, you're dealing with history, you're dealing with undoing years of the way things used to be, if you will, with the good old boy network. I mean, that's kind of what you're probably dealing with here a little bit. Let me jump into the defense on that one. Mm -hmm. So I don't think it has anything to do with the trade or the people in the trades. I think it has to do with the people at the top 
that are the other racist people, the ones who push for it the most and try to promote, uh, you know, equal opportunities and all this. They, they're the ones making those decisions, not the actual tradespeople doing the jobs and the management and all the, the lower tiered people, yeah. all us construction workers. We don't have a problem with it. We don't care. Yeah. If you come think, to work yeah. and do your work, I don't care what color right, you are, I, what race, it doesn't matter. Right. I think there's a good majority of people that would say that. And I think you're probably right so, so you in a certain extent. But you can't take the whole, you can't say that the trades are, there's still a racial divide in the trades and there's an issue. It's not, it has nothing to do with the trades. It has to do with the top. Yeah. It's, it's hard because the, uh, the article also touched on, I don't have the exact percentages in front of me, but they, they touched on. You know, I, I work in this realm a lot in the commercial construction world, but there's a lot of um, uh, metrics that are put on public work jobs and, and jobs that go through taxpayer money yeah. where you have to hit certain yep. quotas, certain quotas of, you know, That's bullshit. Uh, black women, minority owned businesses. You have to hit those metrics. And part of your job is, you know, as a construction manager, general contractor, you're supposed to hit those metrics almost not all of, I mean, obviously some of them are a success, but some of the bigger, higher profile jobs right now are still falling short of hitting those numbers. Uh, but but it, that creates a problem, Josh. And we're actually, uh, I, I've been directly a part of that. And it's, it, it's sad because I, I see what the actual outcome is and it isn't an employer forced to uh, provide an equal opportunity job to a black person. What they do is they find a job and to meet their quota, they go out and they find the black um, gay woman to just literally sit under a tree or push a broom and that meets their quota. Yep. Done. Case closed. D don't bother her. She doesn't have to do anything. Well, who is that helping? Is that right. helping black people get jobs? Is that helping really meet the quota? Is that good taxpayers money just to meet a quota? That's what most of it is. I yeah. see it firsthand. Yeah. It has nothing to do with uh, most smart employers of any level don't really care what color you are in there. There shouldn't be a quota. If you, if you're, well, you want to come right. to work and work every day and put the effort in, you're hired. But it's just, it's another example of, you know, a good thought program right. put into action that doesn't really work. Poorly executed. Right. It, it's another just governmental program of aid of here's what we're going to do to but, force so people a, into. But they put these rules this, in, right. but nobody polices it. Well, right. So anybody I mean, with some common sense should walk down to some of these jobs and maybe police it every once in a while and say, well, where, where, who's meeting your quota instead of just you putting it on a form and being like, you mean that woman that I've watched sit under a tree right. for four weeks now? That's what you're calling your quota? That's right. bullshit. Right. But they don't do it. Right. And that's the part that pisses me off. I, under, I, I side with the thought process behind it. Yes, right. And, the uh, intentions of the it intentions are intentions are great. Right. But right. they throw all these fucking rules out there and nobody polices them. Right. And you wonder why they're falling short because, again, you're just putting bodies out into the street versus right. actually creating a program that makes a career for said people. And we haven't been hired some, on some jobs because we don't, we, we they yeah, have to find. you don't fit the metric of, well, no, of that. But. It's that they've hired all the other trades, the, right. all the other subcontractors, and none of those had a black employee. So now they have to find our trade with somebody that's black or Hispanic or whatever the case may be to meet the quota. Right. And they can't give us the job, even though we're qualified and we have the right price. We can't do the job because we can't meet that. Right. Right. That's bullshit. Yeah. It's bullshit. No, it's, I, I, there's definitely two sides of the coin, right? And I get it. And again, the intentions are what I try to stick on here and they're falling short, obviously, again, because are we not doing enough to promote, you know, trade schools in inner cities and, and populations like that? Is it a culture thing? 
This is where I, I need, know. this is where I think we need, you know, some help. I, I you know, honestly, I, I wish I had, you know, a, a black business owner that could volunteer to come and explain it to us. We'd love to have I, I would absolutely love to hear the side of, you know, the tracks that we didn't come up in of what's causing maybe the interculture side of why there aren't more black folks going into the trades, right? Why? I just don't know. I honestly don't know. I mean, they're, they're, I've worked in plenty of organizations where there are um, a few. There's more women, more than I've ever seen in the last 20 years, which is great to see. Impressive. I'm seeing way more trades women out there with the tool belts on getting it done. Um, but it's still nowhere near enough. I mean, we, we could, you know, I'd love to see half the job, you know, out there in a diverse crowd because we need the people. We do. We need the people so bad, yet yeah. it's like I feel like there's untapped entire populations that are just kind of getting either brushed to the side, which I can't tell if that, you know, maybe there's some old school racism garbage going on there. there could is be. it is it a cultural thing? Is it um, they've been burn victims for so long of, hey, we're not going to go down that road because we know where it ends and we're going to get stifled somewhere again, maybe back to the racism thing. Uh, maybe it's sexism. Maybe I don't know. I'm sure there's a little bit of everything because we're coming out of you know, a hundred years ago in this business wasn't so long ago when you really think no, about it, it and the and the crap that was going on. Generation and, why, and a half. Right. Why you know I can understand why there's still very old scars and sins still coming out of that, but I'm just interested to hear like I don't know the answer. What is causing it and why and what can be done? I'm interested to see what are options. You know, because we need people and I feel like we are falling short on filling that with some good quality folks for whatever the friggin' reason is. It sucks. Uh, you know, I it agree. sucks. And I was actually shocked to hear that because I, like you, I see a diverse, you know, more and more diversity every day. So I thought things were improving. I, but I maybe they're not. And, uh, but, and there's probably certain areas in some cases that aren't that way. And I'm sure there's plenty of cases to back that up. But from, from my standpoint and the contractors, contractors, subcontractors, anybody in construction I deal with, I don't know of somebody that's racist enough where they would be like, I'm not hiring somebody because I, I hire yeah. all whites or yeah. there's no black. Uh, no. Yeah. That, I personally that, have never seen anything like that. So ever. if you don't see it and I right. don't see it and we see hundreds of people. Right. Uh, Massachusetts isn't that big. So, yeah, and I've been around for quite a while in many large, large organizations that interact with thousands of people and companies. And they don't a care. Day, and I've never heard any right anything of it. Not even a joke made but about I, it. I'm I sure mean, at some level there is. I'm some sure. Of, I'm not saying it's not out there. It's no, it's no, friggin' it's out there, there, of course. But I'm just saying, you would think you'd see a lot more of it. Seeing the numbers I'm seeing here, yeah, you know, I agree. it's like, man, what? So what's holding it back? What? And I don't know. I don't have the answer today. I wish it did. That's why I wanted to talk about it, just to see. If anybody has the answer, love to hear from you. Yeah. <laughs> I'd love to it, hear from you. At least think about it. Right. Right. All right. So that was that one. Okay. Uh, second one I got. Best construction jobs oh. in 2022. Here we go. <laughs> I actually went through a few different sites to get a little bit more of a concise, you know, not one person's opinion type of situation. Um, and there were some, some consistencies and some things that varied. All right. So number one, best construction job, construction manager. Ooh, baby. Why, Got him. You guys don't do anything. Got him. Sorry, Greg. Oh yeah. I can be good at Sorry, pointing my finger too. Greg. Everyone wants to be a construction manager. Crap. That was one. 
Um, some other top ones, though, there were on other sites. Uh, elevator, installer. What a surprise, because it's one of the higher paid. The second one was surprisingly boiler maker. Wow. Again, I think it's a specialized plumbing, well, I mean, you know, specialized you th- plumbing and heating. Boilers aren't what know. they used to be. It's right. It's bo- boilers are very technical now. They're like freaking submarines. Very cool shoot out, shit. Yeah. Very cool shit. Yeah. Big stuff. Very cool. Oh, yeah, very yeah. complex. Yeah. I give those guys a lot of credit. That's that's some cool shit. Yeah, and it's very technical. It's very specialized. So yeah. I, I said, yeah, that one I could buy into. And then obviously the other one was a crane operator. No surprise. Again, they're going with what are the higher paying jobs. Yeah, that's first. Yeah. I get it. To a certain extent. Best means highest paid. Um, but on other sites, right, there was a bunch of other sites that kind of did this program. Number two, electricians. Oh, there Congrats. we are. Hi. Congrats, buddy. Yeah. Hey. I thought we, we, we were didn't even make any I'm, list. I mean, personally, if you're not, you know, if you're not first, you're last. Yeah, we're, as, we're, yeah, we're rats. We know. As Bobby once explained to us. <laughs> um, Ricky. Ricky, Bobby. Um, solar electricians number oh three. my god that was I, under I worst was, i was waiting for you on this oh one. Oh my god that's because it's a good paying job that's that's what i think it really the work is sucks yeah explain redundant explain. crap <laughs> if if you haven't picked up on it greg's got a real oh. ass ache for solar yeah no, I got... not not the concept of it but just more of the uh the business models behind it i think are the electrical little, work is pulling yeah. the wires and yeah. setting yeah. up the gear. Yeah. Plugging panels in and putting up racking. No, I'm all set. <laughs> nope. Good. I knew you'd hate nope. that one. That's, that's it's on ridiculous. there, though, baby. Can't sure deny it, it. Can't deny it. Um, number four, plumbers. I figured they'd be higher than electricians. Again, I think, you know, good rates. Um not the sexiest work at all times. Sometimes it can be down and dirty, but sometimes it can be shitty. So, oh, see what you did there? <laughs> brutal. That was brutal. Anyway, plumbers are just as clean as electricians now. All that pipes like wires. They just well, pull around I, I, and see. Put I was going to say, them, crimp them together. If you're the plumber that's just changing toilets all the time, yeah, that sucks a little bit. But like the, the you know, you get into the commercial stuff. I mean, a lot of that's really nice work. I mean, it, it really is. is. It is. It's a good gig. Um, you know, there's obviously some some shitty days like everyone else, but unintended. But unintended. Um, but uh, for the most part, you can get into some good, decent it's good work. It's it's you know um, it's a solid trade to get into. It's a, it's a very good trade to get into uh, nowadays. So I, I get that one. I get that one hundred percent. Number five, I thought was kind of unique is glazers. What? Yeah, glass and glazing installers, all different types. I mean, there you, there's a large variety of types of glazing installers, from you know auto to all the way up to you know high rise storefronts and yeah. and um, you know ribbon windows I and whatever else. I, didn't I mean, expect that one. Yeah, I mean, and there's there's a it's another one. It's specialized in a way. There's a lot of technicality to it. I mean, you know, it's a somewhat more dangerous job too. I mean, you're almost always on lifts and. On the sides of buildings. Those glass panels can get mighty heavy. They're heavy, you know, technical stuff that you got to do, and everything's got to be Nat's ass right. Otherwise, it could be a challenge. And very delicate. Yeah, yeah. So that one I kind of understand as well. But, you know, I I think it's interesting that there seems to be only a correlation here to really how much money. Yeah, Yeah. how much pay. That's what I've noticed the consistency was, which I thought was interesting. Because they don't look at, like, you know, the overall picture of what that trade goes through, the schooling to get there, uh, 
wear and tear on the body. I was going to say, how about the actual work? You know, the actual work itself, you know, and, and I get, I guess it's more, if you're going to entice people to get into the trades, what's the first thing they're going to sell you on, right? Money. It's going to be the money. Of course. So I get it. I get it. But at the same time, you got to like what you do still. The laser though. Wow. That one, that one, yeah. that one surprised that. Yeah. Solar, I kind of, I, I guess I can kind of get it, but the on Glazer, that one, that one, yeah, that one's got me. Yeah, I the one thing I question about the solar though is, you know, with all the rebate programs kind of slowing down a little bit, um, they're still out there, but they're not like they were five, ten years ago. You know, is that going to slow up? Is that going to dry up? It doesn't seem to be catching on like everyone thought it was going to be, where everyone on the planet would have solar by by now. I don't know. Maybe that's something that fades out a little bit. I don't know. Maybe that maybe not. Maybe it's here to stay. I'm, I'm gonna let, just I'm gonna leave you commenting on that one. I'm just gonna leave. You're that one so on. bitter about yeah, it. No. Oh, Greg, it's too bad. Yeah. What did what did Solar ever do to you? It's a giant huh? scam. Jeez. I'm gonna leave that one. The to whole you. thing. I'm gonna leave that to you, buddy. Um, any thoughts on on what you would thought would have been on the list that isn't? I'm a little surprised, like HVAC guys didn't yeah, make the list, you know, because you know, I, mean, I mean that can have pros and cons like anything else. But I mean, it's a pretty good gig nowadays. I figured the I figured the top ones would be like plumber, electrical, HVAC, yeah. that type of. Yeah, that's yeah. No, I again, I I don't know. I'm trying to think of other cush jobs, like sprinkler fitters. That's like, I was kind of thinking like I'm surprised at that because it's it's you know I, I mean it's it's not none of the jobs are easy per se but I mean it's kind of like you know it's cut and dry it's like there's only so many uh, s systems you're dealing with yeah, um, I, it's, I get that's a lot of work it's a big pipe you're, you're always dealing with some some cruddy water that's, that's the gross, only problem yeah. with the uh, remodels you know you're always dealing with black black water rusty water but um you know and and the oil too of cutting oils cutting gets oil. a little old but other than that, it's a pretty good gig in the sense of like, what are you doing day to day and simplicity of the technicality isn't crazy. Um, I'm not saying it's easy, like I said, but I don't know. I'm just, I'm a little surprised that some more aren't on there like that. Um, you know, I guess, I don't know. I mean, I, I get why no one wants to sit there and say, oh, it's great to be a laborer. <laughs> <laughs> or, you know, it's great to be, you know, I'm surprised, you know, carpentry's not on there. Machine operator? Yeah, I mean, I, I guess they're trying to focus just, yeah. You're talking, oh, you're talking heavy equipment. Yeah, heavy okay, equipment when operator. you said, I was thinking machinist sorry. when you said no, no, that. No, I was like, like uh, Heavy equipment operator, sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's heavy equipment gig. operator, same thing, yeah. Good gig. Good gig, good you know. Pay, good gig. Probably the better of the uh, groups on your body over the long term, depending on what you're doing. True, unless you're in a uh, hammer all day. Oh, God, yeah. God. Yeah, the whole ram all day. Oh, oh that's going to be tough. Ting, 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 <laughs> ting. drives me nuts just thinking about it. I, ca I can't imagine how those guys go to sleep at night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or the vibrating roller, you know. Oh. <laughs> all day. You can feel those things from a mile. I mean, the, the machines have gotten amazing, you know, where the seats have all sorts of hydraulics and, and suspension still, on them. But still, you're always sitting there still shaking. You imagine coming off of that thing for Nothing lunch? Saying. Like when you go home at night, are you in bed going to things? Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Your wife must like it. <laughs> <laughs> That's why they call me the jackhammer, Greg. Oh. Nobody calls me that, Greg. I'm sorry. 
Oh, Christ. All right. Anything else? Any other thoughts on that? I mean, yeah, I think we hit it pretty good. Oh, um, yeah, that's kind of all I got for now. I wasn't going to go down some rabbit holes of, you know, who died this week in a, some accident because that's the only other thing that seems to be in the news these days. But yeah. um, I'm sure there'll be more. We'll find something on here that's uh, interesting at some point when when journalists talk about something other than politics and construction. That would be nice. Um, or a safety, you know, failure. So um, that's all I got. Unless you had any other thoughts, Greg? No. Nope. It was good. Nope. We just know Greg hates solar. That's, That's what we it. got out of this one. Okay. At my true it. pros on Instagram, folks. Truepros.com. Always some fun stuff going on there and uh, interesting information. Let's get out of here. Until next time. Living the dream.